0: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, but no... It is no ordinary game preview, it is playoff time, ladies and gentlemen, and that means it is time to kick up the intensity, and that is exactly what I intend to do on today's show. So we are going to kick things off as we typically do with my three big picture keys to victory. So from a team standpoint, the big bullet points that the Titans need to focus on to advance to the divisional round, and I'll also tell you why the biggest key to victory for the Titans may may not be physical at all. And then we are going to zoom in our lens, take a look at some of the individual matchups and the individual players that will go a long way to deciding the outcome for the Titans in this game. I have two on offense and I have two on defense for you as well. And then to finish off this playoff edition of our game preview episode, we are going to have a little bit of fun as we normally do. Take a look at the fantasy aspect of this game. I know a lot of people are are done with your season-long fantasy, but daily fantasy is as hot as ever, so we are going to talk the fantasy options that you have and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Also going to talk a little bit of gambling as well if you like to make things a little more interesting, get a little skin in on the game. Going to go over the spread, go over the over and under, that's a lot of overs, but we will go over it and I'll tell you what I would do if I wanted to play this game, and then we will go over some of the more recent news that we have have gotten from the roster in recent days and that'll include Thursday's injury update for both teams so I'll talk about anything consequential from that news and then I will round off today's show by giving you my Game and score prediction. How do I think this plays out, and what do I think the final outcome will be? So excited to dive into this playoff game preview with you guys on a football Friday here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! This game preview and talk about my big picture keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans as a team heading into this playoff matchup against the Ravens. But before we do, I'm not 100% certain that my excitement level for this game came through in the intro. So I just wanted to tell you I am hype for this matchup and obviously I'm going to be excited for a playoff matchup anyways but consider everything that is going on around this game obviously there's the the recent storyline of the Titans knocking off the Ravens in their last two games and kind of embarrassing the team last season in the playoffs upsetting them at home but obviously we can go much much deeper into the history of this rivalry and we don't even have to go back 20 years to when things began we can travel back about 13 years to 2008 the last time coincidentally that the Tennessee Titans had a home playoff game and that was when the Titans won the division in 2008 they were the number one seed that year as well so they got a bye and then they had a home playoff game Guess who came to town? The Baltimore Ravens. And guess who won that game? The Baltimore Ravens. Very similar to what we did to the Ravens last year. So you know that whether it be the recent history here, whether it be the intermediate history here in the mid-2000s, or whether it be the early history here from the early 2000s, the Ravens have a lot to play for. But you could flip that coin and think from the Titans' perspective, the last time they had a home playoff game, they got beat by this team. So even though the players are completely different, the staff, the organization has changed, the history does remain. And the players know about that history, and if they know about it, then it can impact them, and it's something that they can internalize and can be motivated by. So a lot at stake in this game. Uh, a couple monkeys that teams are looking to get off their back. The Ravens to get this Titans cloud from hanging over them anymore. The Titans looking to get their first home playoff win in a long, long time. So there's a lot going on here, and that adds to the excitement. But let's talk about the keys to victory in this game particular game. This actual matchup letting the history go away for just a moment. The number one key to victory for the Tennessee Titans to move forward into the divisional round of the playoffs is not a physical thing at all. It's not schematic. It's not a game plan point that I have. It's simpler than that. And sometimes sports are simpler than that. The Titans can win the mental game By getting up early. Now, I don't think that the Titans need to get up early from a a game script situation. I think it would benefit them, of course, but they're not going to be killed by it like people thought. Obviously, the Titans played a certain way last year in the playoffs. Tannehill only threw the ball 14 times, had 88 yards, and people see that and think, "Oh, the Titans got to get a lead so that they can run the ball and salt it away." But In the matchup this year in week 11, we saw the Titans get down by 11 points in the third quarter and then come back and win in overtime. So I I certainly believe that the Titans' offense has evolved. It's better this year, and I have more trust in the passing game along with the running game that they could win a game multiple ways if they had to. But certainly, it would be better for the Titans, a more ideal scenario, for them to get the lead early, and I don't even think that's from a game script standpoint, it's from a mental standpoint. It's about that mental edge. We saw Lamar Jackson's body language really change, really heavily in that playoff game last year after the Titans got an early lead. Now, he was feeling himself a little bit because the Ravens were playing better in the matchup in this regular season. But you know, just like I know, that if the Titans get up 13 to nothing, 14 to nothing, 10 to nothing, not only Lamar Jackson, but all of the Ravens' sideline will start feeling that pressure. They'll start hearing those internal thoughts tickle in. Can we beat this team? Do they just have our number? Do they just have our, have us figured out? The Ravens are going to start asking themselves those questions. So it would go a long way for the Titans not only from a game script standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint to find a way to get an early lead. In this game, the next key to victory here is a little more traditional and and more football focused, you could say. And that is the turnover battle. The Titans have to find a way to force some turnovers. They're four to one winning the turnover margin in the last two games. The Titans won three to nothing in the playoffs last year. It was tied one to one in the Week Eleven matchup. But in my opinion, copying the formula from Week Eleven wouldn't necessarily be the best route to go. Uh, the Titans, like I said, it was one to one in turnovers, but the Titans defense finished that game with four straight traditional stops. They got an interception on Lamar Jackson. Uh, They got a couple punts in there. I think out of those four, they did hold to one field goal. So the Titans did a fantastic job on their last four defensive possessions, only allowing the Ravens to score three points, getting a turnover and getting two stops. And I just don't see the Titans defense at this point in time being able to string together that many positive drives. So I think the the better formula to copy from a defensive standpoint, not talking about the offense, from a defensive standpoint, would be getting those turnovers. If the Titans can force two turnovers, and remember, in that wild card game, not only did they force three turnovers, but they got two stops on fourth down, which are essentially turnovers as well. So the Titans. I think would be smarter to try to focus on creating turnovers against the Ravens rather than banking on trying to just consistently stop them throughout the game. The next key to victory ties into that as well, and it's also on the defensive side of the ball because, well, the Titans' defense is what I'm worried about, and the Titans' defense has to perform well in the red zone. As we've seen with the last two matchups, Lamar Jackson's going to do his work. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's going to put up numbers. The Ravens are going to drive between the 20s all day long. The Titans defense is not set up. The whole idea of the Titans defense is not to stop people between the 20s. The Titans defense, in theory, I know it hasn't worked out. In theory, they want to keep people in front of them. They want to try to make teams earn it. They don't want to give up any big plays. They want to get you in the red zone, make things difficult, and hopefully be a good red zone defense. So they'll give up a lot of yards, but they won't give up a lot of points. That's the philosophy. The Titans Did give up a lot of points this year, though. They were not able to execute that philosophy, and they're going to have to find a way to get back to that to beat the Ravens, though. In the last two matchups against the Ravens, the Titans have held them to two for eight, only two touchdowns out of eight red zone opportunities, one for four in both matchups. So clearly, that's a key to victory for the Titans. The proof is in the pudding. And the Ravens are 63% in the red zone on the season, so that's a major drop-off, almost 40 percentage points for what the Titans' defense does to them. So the Titans are going to have to force some turnovers on defense, they're going to have to be good in the red zone despite the Ravens driving up and down the field, and they're going to have to find a way to get an early lead in this game to take the mental advantage over the Ravens and make those negative thoughts start to creep in over on that sideline. But that is my big picture keys to victory for For this game, we are going to zoom in our lens next, look at the individual matchups and the individual players to watch that will decide the outcome in this game. Before we dive into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about our friends over at rockauto.com. There is no need in 2021 to go to a traditional chain store. One, they may not even have the part that you want in stock, meaning they'd have to order it online and get it shipped, which is what you would have to do anyways. Also, some of those stores have different price tiers. Like if you're a professional mechanic, they're going to give you a better price than if you're just a do-it-yourselfer. So think about the worst possible scenario, which is also a very likely outcome. You go into one of these chain stores, you look for a certain part. They ask you a bunch of questions you don't care about or know the answer to anyways. You get the part that you need and they look at you and they say, oh, sorry, we don't have that in stock. I'm going to order that from our warehouse and we can get it delivered to you or come pick it up uh, here in about three days. And then they give you a price that's more expensive than what the mechanics are going to pay. Why would you do that? Go on rockauto.com right now. You're going to need to get that part shipped to you. Well, just cut out the middleman. Get it shipped directly to you. And by cutting out the middleman, as you know, you're going to save yourself a good chunk of change. And if you're the type of person who's comfortable with vehicles, then you're probably doing a lot of work so you can save yourself a lot of money over time. If you're a person like me, admittedly, who's not very comfortable with vehicles and working on vehicles, I can learn a little bit more about my car and get a little more educated about what my car is going to need maintenance wise to survive as long as possible so there's really no downside to using rockauto.com and it's a family business they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years so they're they're just an excellent company they're trying to help you and they're doing things the right way in 2021 so make sure that you go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure that you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box that's literally right underneath where you put your shipping information just by simply putting locked on in that box you're going to help out us and let them know where you came from and where you heard about their website so rockauto.com use that promo code locked on today is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. A playoff game preview at that. But you may be asking yourself, What comes next? Well, if you're new here to the Locked on Titans podcast, I'll let you in on the weekly schedule that we will have ahead. On Monday, whether the Titans win or lose this game, we will have my game review. I'm going to go over my big picture keys to victory, not my suggestions of what to do, but what ultimately actually did take place and decide this game. And then we will zoom in again, take a look at the individual performances, both good and and bad in everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up and Tighten Down. So make sure to hashtag Tighten Up, Tighten Down. Follow me on Twitter, at Titans, and you can kind of get in on the action and let me know who you think should make the good or the bad list in Tighten Up and Tighten Down. And then we always go over everything that took place from a schematic standpoint in the next two days of the week. We have Tic Tac Tuesday, which includes my Tic Tac 4-pack, one of my film segments where I break down the four most impactful plays from the previous game from an X's and O's perspective. Wednesday is Rewatch Wednesday, going to go over all of my schematic analysis that I wasn't able to get to you guys in the first two days of the week. If the Titans win on Thursday, we'll have another crossover Thursday conversation with the host of the team podcast that the Titans will be playing and Next Friday, we'll be back for another Football Friday. If the Titans don't win, well, then it's offseason time, and it's time to get into individual player recaps from the season. Talk about the Titans offseason ahead, what moves need to be made. There's fifth-year option for Rashawn Evans. The Titans completely whiffed in the draft and in free agency last year, at least, from a 2020 perspective in terms of helping this season. So, we have a lot to talk about how to avoid that once again. The Titans cannot have two Two off-seasons like this one in a row, and that includes hiring a defensive coordinator. So we're going to talk about those options. I break down the draft, get you ready for everything, and it's Monday through Friday the entire off-season, so subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you don't miss any of the content I'm pumping out Monday through Friday, not only during the regular season, not only during the off-season, but all year long long. So with all that house cleaning stuff out of the way, Time to dive into the individual player matchups that will decide this game. And number one for me, I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball. And I have Corey Davis against Marcus Peters, the cornerback of the Ravens. So Marlon Humphrey is going to be on A.J. Brown. The Titans like to stay in base with multiple tight ends where they only have two wide receivers or one wide receiver at max out on the field. That means that the Ravens are most likely going to be in their base defense, which is going to have Marlon Humphrey, who's the superior cornerback here, one of the better cornerbacks in the league. He's obviously going to take A.J. Brown most of the time. And then Corey Davis is going to be on Marcus Peters. Now, Corey Davis dominated that matchup in the last game. He had five catches for 113 yards, and the reason for that is the Ravens like to play a lot of cover three and a lot of man. I've been talking about this all week, and when they run those type of coverages, you're going to be susceptible to fake inside routes that break back outside, and Arthur Smith ran a lot of those in the second half against the Ravens, and it was a big responsibility for our comeback, and a lot of that had to do with Corey Davis. So, Corey Davis needs to win that matchup in one-on-one coverage against Marcus Peters, because the Ravens run a ton of man coverage, and especially on third down, they're going to bring their exotic pressure concepts, they're going to blitz, and they're going to leave Tannehill with different options that all are going to be in tight man coverage. So someone has to create separation, and Corey Davis has the best matchup to do that with his talent versus the corner that he's going against. So that's a big matchup for me. Next is the tight ends against the linebackers in this game. Uh, The tight ends for the Titans will be on the field a lot. Jeff Swain Michael Pruitt, Anthony Ferkser, Jonu Smith because the Titans like to keep the Ravens in their base defense because the Ravens linebackers are not fantastic in pass coverage. Patrick Queen, LJ4, some of the other names that they rotate in and out as well. The Titans' tight ends are a combined 12 catches, 98 yards, and 2 touchdowns in the last 2 matchups and that includes 3 for 27 and 1 touchdown in that game in the playoffs last year. Tannehill only threw for 88 yards, so when you think about the percentage of production that the Ends have made up for in these games, it, it's been overwhelming. The Titans attack with their tight ends against the linebackers of the Ravens, so that's going to be big matchups to watch there, not only from a, a passing standpoint and getting open against those linebackers, but from a formation standpoint as the Titans will most certainly go heavy tight end as they have against the Ravens. The Ravens like to be in their nickel defense, they like to be in their sub packages. Uh, the Titans want to get them out of that because they run their best blitz concepts out of those sub packages, not out of their base defense with four linebackers and three defensive linemen. The Ravens want to get into nickel, they want to get into dime, and that's where they run their best blitzes out of. So if the Titans can stay in heavy tight end personnel, they can keep the Ravens from doing what they do best. And speaking of that, just an extra little bonus here on offense, not individual players, but the offensive line against those blitz concepts, the Ravens blitz more than any team in the NFL, 44% blitz rate this year in the regular season. Tannehill fumbled twice in Week 11 due to those blitzes, and Yannick Ngakwe somehow keeps playing the Titans. This will be the third game of the year, or, yeah, yeah, the third game of the year where the Titans play Yannick Ngakwe, so they play him multiple times every year, it seems, and he can take advantage of David Questenberry. They have Matthew Judon, Clayus Campbell, and Brandon Williams. Defensive linemen will be playing in this game. They didn't play in Week 11. Now, the Titans didn't have Roger Saffold, but, I'm willing to say that Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams may make a little bit more of an impact. I don't know. It may cancel out completely. But either way... The Titans offensive line in pass protection, sliding back and forth, going against those blitz concepts of the Ravens, that'll be a big thing to watch as well, those two uh, personnel groups going against each other. On the defensive side of the ball, the Titans' safeties, Amani Hooker, Kevin Byard, Kenny Vaccaro against tight end Mark Andrews. Andrews had four catches for 39 yards in that playoff matchup, but he had five catches for 96 yards and a touchdown in that Week 11 matchup. That's Lamar Jackson's go-to threat. He's their most consistent chain mover. He's their biggest red zone option. The Titans' safeties have to find a way to win that matchup one-on-one against Mark Andrews in man coverage. And then finally, you got Rashawn Evans and David Long at linebacker, and then Harold Landry and Derek Roberson at outside linebacker going against the Ravens' read option attack. The Ravens have become more multiple in their run game. They do a lot more power runs with pooling linemen and stuff than they used to do. They used to just run a ton of zone runs, add in the read option, but they've added in a lot of jet runs. They've added in a lot of misdirection, a lot of pulls. So the Titans inside linebackers, not only against those runs, but also against that read option game, which the Ravens most certainly still have. It is the primary foundation of their playbook, but they just added in a lot more new wrinkles as the Titans offense has done this year as well. It's just the progression, but in that traditional read option game that the Ravens run, I've talked about it all year, the Titans' defensive philosophy is for their inside linebackers to scrape to the outsides where the outside linebackers started, and then have the outside linebackers crash in towards the middle of the formation to take away the running back, the the linebackers scrape to the outside to take away the quarterback run, and that way no matter who keeps the ball, you have somebody individually assigned. Well, the players individually assigned are going to be Derek Roberson, they're going to be Harold Landry. They're going to be the two linebackers, David Long and Rashawn Evans, and it's good that David Long has experience going up against the Ravens since Jayon Brown got hurt in that game last year in the playoffs, so David Long should be familiar with the Titans' philosophy on defense, but along with that, Mike Vrabel mentioned something in his press conferences this week that I thought was very interesting. He he said out loud that their whole philosophy is to kind of stretch out the field and make the Ravens' offensive players run horizontally and then try to push them out of bounds, which is exactly what the Titans defense has been able to execute over the last two matchups. So that's what they're going to need to do here, and a lot of that is going to lay on the shoulders of Rashawn Evans, David Long, Harold Landry, and Derek Roberson. So that's the individual player matchups that I think you should be watching for. We are going to continue today's game preview, diving into the miscellaneous section of our show. Going to talk fantasy, going to talk gambling, going to talk injuries, and give you my game and score prediction. Before we do, though, I want to remind you guys about the new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. That's Locked On Bets. So we're getting ready to talk about the gambling information of this game. You can take my advice or not take my advice, but then go over to the Locked On Bets podcast, see what they're talking about with this matchup to get as much information as you can before you place your wager. And when you do place your wager, you have to do that at betonline.ag. So, of course, these playoff matchups, the college football national championship between Ohio State and Alabama Go Bucks is on Monday night. The NBA season is kicked off. The NCAA basketball tournament is right around the corner. The best place and the only place that we hear at the Locked On Podcast Network Trust is betonline.ag. And if you sign up today, you can get a 50% welcome bonus by using promo code LockedOn. That's one word, locked on. On. So you have the biggest NFL games of the year, college football's biggest game, and the best basketball of the year starting as well. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget, use that promo code locked on, one word locked on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, before my vocal cords go out, let's wrap up. This playoff edition of our Football Friday game preview here on the Locked on Titans podcast with a little bit of miscellaneous items here, have a little bit of fun on the back half, but I will start with the more serious topic here, and that is the roster transactions that have taken place of late and the most recent injury update from both teams. So we will start with some of the roster news that we have gotten in the past 24 hours, and the most positive one is the... The, well, let's put it this way. We're saying goodbye to a hero, but we are welcoming home a champion. So that means Steven Goskowski is back. He has been activated off the COVID reserve list. He will be available for the Tennessee Titans in the game on Sunday, barring obviously uh, his personal health testing positive again, all the other crazy stuff that can happen in the world. But for right now, positive, he is off the COVID list. Um, With that though, obviously, as I mentioned, we will be saying goodbye to a hero. Sam Sloman will obviously not uh, be kicking for the Titans this weekend, but we love you, Sam. Never forget that. Uh, Next, next, bad news. Aaron Brewer has been put on the covid list so we get goskowski off but it's followed swiftly the kiss is followed swiftly by a slap um and this is a big deal guys this is a big deal I know that Brewer is a backup lineman but Roger Saffold has been injured a lot this year he has not finished a few games this year if he gets knocked out in this game and and even go back the last game the Titans didn't have Roger Saffold in week 11. who played at guard Brewer Not Jameel Douglas. Jameel Douglas cannot be out on that field. So now Brewer's not available. It's concerning. We got to get a full game out of Roger Saffold. We just have to. One way or another. And quite frankly, um, if the Titans lose, he can rest for months. So you got to get out there. I'm sure Saffold will do everything he can uh, to play that entire game. He's already announced that he's definitely playing, even though he's super banged up. So uh, uh, a slap. And a kiss there in terms of the COVID list. But another good point is Aaron Brewer was on the injury report on Wednesday with a non injury related problem and mispractice. You know who else had the exact same designation? Kevin Byard. So when I saw that Brewer news, my first thought was, oh no, KB is going to have to go on the COVID list too. He had an inconclusive test and that's why he didn't practice. But that ended up not being the case. Actually, uh, John Glennon <laughs> said uh, that Kevin Byard is good to go. He practiced in full today. I retweeted that and said KB didn't get COVID. And John replied and said, correct. We had a little bit of fun there in all caps. But uh, yeah, good news there that Kevin Byard was not affected uh, like Aaron Brewer was and their situations were different. Certainly hope whatever the non-injury related issue with Byard was, that he's all good to go. Now, the other big piece of news, and I think this is sort of big, it's low-key big. Maybe I'm just a roster nerd and it's going to mean nothing, but Marcus Johnson, a wide receiver in his fourth year in the NFL was signed to the Tennessee Titans practice squad. And Marcus Johnson most recently played three seasons with the Indianapolis Colts. And a lot of Colts people will say he's a really good receiver. It's just a numbers game. The Colts have a lot of a lot of depth at wide receiver, so they simply just couldn't keep Marcus Johnson on. So the Titans could be getting a very good player that wasn't cut because of talent or production, but was cut simply because of the numbers game that happens in the NFL. We've seen that happen to good players on the Titans before at certain positions. So, Marcus Johnson, six foot one, 207 pounds, 42 catches, 679 yards, and 3 touchdowns in his career. He had 14 catches and 255 yards for the Colts just this season. He's played in 34 games in his career, his first season with the Philadelphia Eagles, and then, of course, the last three with the Indianapolis Colts, as I mentioned. So, the Titans could be getting a really solid player there with Marcus Johnson. And that'll be an interesting name to watch. I certainly think that the Titans need help at wide receiver still even with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis at this moment and they'll definitely need help next year as it's more than likely that Corey Davis won't be on this team I know a lot of people will get mad at just that statement but I'm just saying that's the likely outcome here based on his season production and what he may command on the open market but that is it for the recent roster news I'm gonna go quickly through the injury report don't want to spend too much time here just you know reading off names and designations but for the Titans Obviously, Aaron Brewer didn't practice on Thursday. Dennis Kelly, Roger Saffold also didn't practice on Thursday. Full maintenance for those guys. Uh, A.J. Brown did not practice. Remember I said yesterday that he would be limited but probably would have a day off of practice going forward throughout the week as well. He'll be full tomorrow, though, and good to go. Adoree Jackson was downgraded, though. Did not practice after being limited uh, on Wednesday. I'm going to take that as just rest for Adoree Jackson at this moment in time not going to uh, jump to any conclusions about his health as the team has proven that, uh, you know, we don't really learn much from that. But that's the only real changes or real important news that I saw here. As Kevin Allstriker from Locked on Ravens said yesterday, not a lot of important news from the injury report from the Ravens. They're relatively healthy. Uh, most of the guys who did not practice for them on Thursday were not injury-related absences, so uh, not a lot to talk about there. Let's dive into the fantasy aspect of our third segment here because I know season long is over, but a lot of people are getting in to daily fantasy during the playoffs, as am I, so I'll give you a few daily fantasy options here, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I know the Titans could go off and score a bunch of points. I I know that, and I'm expecting that. So I'm going Ryan Tannehill. If I want a cheap option, I'm going Corey Davis as like my number two receiver and my number three receiver. If I want to stack out my lineup with some studs, I'm going to go Tannehill and A.J. Brown as a stack there. Uh, If I want to make my foundation Derrick Henry, I'm certainly doing that. I would probably stay away from the tight ends. I talked about how important the tight ends would be, but more as a collective group. I'm not going to count on any one tight end to get massive numbers. It's about the group itself having great production and and taking advantage of matchups. So I don't see any one tight end getting enough volume to be a viable fantasy option, but Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, roll them. Roll them. If you can fit them into your lineup, fit them into your lineup, I believe, and I trust in them to uh, have you a decent fantasy day, and as I mentioned, this could be a very high scoring game, and speaking of being a very high scoring game, that's going to lead us out of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy preview, and into keeping it plus 100, because the over-under in this game is 55, I mean... It, that's a that's a very high over under and as a matter of fact it is the highest over under of any of the playoff games this weekend so that tells you everything you need to know about what Vegas thinks is going to happen in this matchup so the Titans fifty five over and under and when we talk about playing those the Titans on the spread are three point underdogs at home. You're telling me a playoff team, one of the top five highest scoring teams in the NFL, is a three-point underdog at home? Folks, you're getting the three. You're getting the home team. You're getting a team that's won the last two matchups. You're getting points. I mean... What else do you need to know? And God forbid you get a teaser on this game. Man, if I could get a six-point teaser to get the Titans plus nine, get that over under down to 49 and take the over, shoot, that's free money. That's free money. As a matter of fact, I'm going on betonline.ag right now and placing that bet while we're doing the show. Oh yeah, that's a nasty teaser. So make sure that you go on betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On. get yourself a 50% welcome bonus, and check out the options that you have to get some skin in on the game on Sunday. I think the Titans are in a great spot from a gambling perspective, at least. So that's how I would play the game. I like the minus three on its own. I don't like the 55 over and under. Uh, Over-unders are just kind of weird for me. I don't really like that. But if you hit those two with a teaser for six points, you're cooking with grease. So I I like that there. That's going to do it for keeping it plus 100. Now, my game and score prediction to send us off into the weekend. I said it yesterday on our Crossover Thursday conversation, and I'm sticking with it. 38-35, to Tennessee Titans. That's my game and score prediction. Now, I could see it being 35-31 Ravens too, but I think, I think, I think that the Titans do win this game 38-35 and kind of break that spell that's going on in this rivalry where the the home team can't seem to get a win. So that's how I see things playing out. We had my big picture keys to victory. We had individual players to watch and player matchups to watch on offense and defense. We had gambling and keeping it plus 100. We had fantasy and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. We had roster news. We had injury updates. I gave you my game and score prediction all with intensity and passion that you can come to expect from me here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So I certainly hope that you guys enjoyed this Football Friday playoff game preview, and I will be back with you guys on Monday to break down everything that took place in this game. Now, also, on Monday, you guys got to check out the Locked on NFL podcast. They're going to be breaking down not only what took place in the Titans game, but also what took place in all the other five games on Super Wild Card Weekend, so you're not going to want to miss any of your national NFL analysis on the Locked On NFL podcast. Subscribe to that on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on as well. But that's going to do it for me today. That's going to do it for me for this week. Titans fans, as always, I am your host, Tyler Roland, and this was Locked On Titans.